Good morning. Uh, my name's Aaron. Pretty fantastic hearing those stories and, and being encouraged by that. Um, you, you don't see me up here often, and uh, <laughs> it's for a reason. I'm not very comfortable doing things like this. And uh, not only am I um, not normally up here, but now I'm up here and I'm teaching. So, uh, yeah. No, I... Uh, it's been quite a process, and um, I'm like right now, I, to be honest, like I'm uncomfortable, I'm nervous, and it's uh, preparing has been a um, it's been an uncomfortable process. But I am I'm thankful to be part of a church family and body where um, we're not afraid of discomfort, we're not afraid of doing hard things, um, and that comes out in a like a variety of ways. Um, but in the discomfort, in the, the challenge of this, um, I have come to experience uh, just fresh dependency on God. Um, I think um, learning to uh, just serve him and, and submit my life to him in like fresh ways has been a very sweet blessing. So uh, I thank you guys for this opportunity. I'm thankful to God. And uh, let's talk about Psalm. 122, if you hear my voice crack or I feel my legs shaking right now, um, say, yeah, Justin, come up and catch me. Um, but yeah, if you guys can just pray for me while I'm going through this, I would appreciate the, uh, the support. Uh, so Psalm 122, I'm going to give it one more read here. It says, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city should be, solidly joined together where the tribes, Yahweh's tribes, go up to give thanks in the name of Yahweh. This is an ordinance for Israel. There, thrones of, for judgment are placed, thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you prosper. May there be peace within your walls, prosperity within your fortresses. Because of my brothers and friends, I will say, peace be with you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Um, it's a pretty great psalm. I <laughs> actually really appreciated getting to, to study this one and meditate on it for several weeks. Um, and so this psalm is the fourth psalm of ascent, and um, it's one of four that are attributed to David. And so um, he wrote this both from what his current experience of Jerusalem was, but also this, like, looking forward to what, what he hoped Jerusalem would be. We know Jerusalem, ha or, uh, David had this desire to build a temple. Um, God came to him that night and told him, you're not going to build it, your son is. And uh, so we know that, like I said, part of this was David looking forward, right? He's in this psalm, um, he's kind of celebrating this theme that we have as believers in God, this already but not yet, right? And um, it's also possible that David, from what we know of David's life, he, he probably never made one of these pilgrimages. So that's also part of his, like, looking forward, right? He's, like, envisioning a day. He, he says this is an ordinance. Um, so he's envisioning a day when God's people will be returning back to Jerusalem, to this temple, uh, to praise God, to do all the things that he's talking about here. Um, so he wrote this song from the perspective of a pilgrim uh, who's making this journey. 
And I think this is also known as a, a song of arrival. So they, it's believed that they would sing this as they're, they've been making their way, they've been singing the songs, they've climbed the mountain, and now they're entering Jerusalem. And this is one of the songs they would sing as they're actually entering the city for the first time. And so you see the, like this pilgrim, he's very glad, right? He says, uh, or this person, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. So the pilgrim is feeling good. And why are they glad? Well, we've got a list here, right? So he says, um, the first reason that he's glad is he's been invited and accepted into the city already. So he knows that he's coming into a place where he's welcomed, where he's wanted, um, and that place is the home of God's presence. And so, and that's the second thing that the pilgrim says, this is the house of the Lord. So he, he is glad to, to be back in the presence of the Lord. Wherever he's coming from, uh, he, has, he has re-entered the city, he's re-entered the kingdom, uh, the tabernacle's there, and so he is happy to be in this place. Uh, the next thing the pilgrim says is that the Jerusalem, the city is well-built, uh, it's solidly joined together. I was reading about this. Uh, there are like historical reports that the stones in Jerusalem were so well laid that it, it looked like just one solid stone cathedral. It didn't look like a bunch of stones. It was like a well-constructed city. It's solid. It's strong. Uh, one of the reasons that the pilgrim is probably glad about that is because this is a secure place. This is a safe place. Um, they've been living their life as a follower of God out in the world, Babylonian captivity, all these different places um, that weren't Jerusalem. And so this is a chance to come back and feel like, ah, like I'm at home, uh, this place is safe and secure. Uh, the second, there, not the, the next thing he says is that this is where all the tribes grow up, the tribes of, of Yahweh. Uh, so again, a lot of these people were in captivity, they had, they had been dispersed around the world, um, they're back home with their people. And so there's unity. There's a, there's a sense of unity. Like, I'm, I'm back with my family. I'm back with God's people. Um, and we know from reading scripture, like, the tribes had problems, right? They, they weren't, uh, this is a family of God, but it was imperfect. They had a lot of conflict, a lot of tension. Um, but when they would come back together for these feasts to worship, they were one. And, and they were celebrating the fact that we are one family and we're, we're only one because we, we share a father, right? And he's the one who has made us one. Um, the next thing, there's this interesting word that he says. Um, I don't see it in this version, but in the ESV, he says, this is where the testimony of the Lord is, which was a word that, dis that they used to describe the Ark of the Covenant, which was like a physical manifestation of the presence of God. So again, he's saying, this is where God, like, physically is and, and where we meet him and interact with him. So they are glad about that. Um, and it's also where they give thanks, where they give praise to the Lord. So the last thing he says, this is where the thrones of the judgment of the house of David are. Um, kind of an odd thing. It, it struck me as odd. Like, this is the place where judgment happens. And I think uh, there's a part of... I think my human flesh is like, where, why would I be happy to be somewhere where like, I'm judged? Um, feels kind of odd at first. But 
this idea of judgment, uh, the rest of the psalm kind of lays out like what comes from like good and right judgment is peace and prosperity. Um, So so that's why he's happy to be in a place where uh, things are made right, right? Wrongs are made right. Um, The world is right. Like with with good and right judgment comes peace and prosperity. So he's thankful to be back in this place where where things are supposed to be made right. Um, So then what does this produce, this gladness? Like all all these things that this pilgrim is experiencing, what do they produce for him? Um, He has, uh, it it creates an outward-facing desire, right? Because he is so safe and secure in the presence of God. Um, He's not concerned with his own life, right? He's now looking at the city and saying, I will seek your good. I will seek your peace and prosperity. I will work uh, for the good and prosperity of others, right? He's, he's not consumed with his own well-being, his own safety, his own security. Um, he says, in this place, I can actually lift my eyes off myself and say, like, I will, I will seek your good, the people around me. Um, so as, as God's people reading this, um, I appreciated, I talked to Parker earlier this week, and, and he was like, how are you going to teach this? He's like, this is very Jewish. And I was like, yeah, it is. It is. And um, and so that was like one of the uh, really sweet moments of this process is seeking to understand, like, you know, what does this mean to David? What does this mean to the Jewish people who are singing this song? And um, as I thought through that, the connections really became clear like we are people we have this opportunity in a variety of ways to um, to like join together in unity with other believers in the presence of the Lord and this is Sunday morning this is one of our opportunities right where we're together we're, we're unified we're one we're telling stories of like this is who God is and what he's doing we're singing these songs we're worshiping him um, and it's a really sweet moment like I am glad to be here um, when I think through that, like, reference point of, like, this is what it means to gather and be God's people. Um, and so w- when I went through back through that list, um, it was neat to see, like, the kind of threads. Um, a lot of the language in this psalm um, matches Isaiah 2, which is, like, a, a prophetic text that is also talking about Jerusalem and the city and how well built it is and this place of judgment. Um, and then you, s- you see this thread continue from like Old Testament prophecy to New Testament revelation where what we just finished reading Revelation, it's a lot of the same things, right? Like, re- like Revelation 21, the city is laid out in these squares and these blocks. It's well built. It's well constructed. It's well organized. Um, the thrones of the house of David. Who's from the house of David? Jesus, right? King Jesus, right? He, so the house of David still commands the throne. Jesus still sits on the throne when we look at Revelation 21. Um, so, yeah, it, w- it was good to see that thread of the w- we're still people who have the already but not yet mentality, right? Like we experience a lot of these kingdom things here and now. We also look forward to a day when they're complete. Um, so yes, we, we are part of this well-built kingdom, and uh, as being part of this well-built kingdom, God's given us actually a lot of instruction of who we are and how he calls us to live, right? To, to live on mission, to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Um, 
to love one another. We have a lot of commandments as a church to, to love one another. Um, and he even gives us a lot of specifics as to what that looks like. Um, so this is a well-ordered, well-structured kingdom. He, he's told us a lot who he wants us to be and how he wants us to live. Um, like I said, it's also a place of unity. In, in Christ, we're one. That's why we can even call ourselves a family. We're a spiritual family. Uh, we've been made brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, God has given us, there's all this talk about God's presence. God has, as his people, he has gifted us his presence in the form of the Holy Spirit. Um, and then we, we have times where we come together and we remember and celebrate who he is, what he's done, and, and who we're called to be. Um, and we also look forward to this day where, where we just read this in Revelation, right? There's no more tears. There's no more pain. There's no more suffering. Uh, we look forward to that day of peace and prosperity as God's people together. Um, and so we've, we've spent a l- and so this is one of my, uh, as I was studying this, uh, I found a Spurgeon, like, summary of this psalm. And his, like, one-sentence summary is, uh, of Psalm 122 is, first we love, then we labor. And I thought that was a great phrase uh, for us to meditate on as God's people this week. First we love, then we labor. Um, and we have, we have spent all morning uh, experiencing God's love. We, like I said, we've, we've sung songs. We've shared testimonies, stories of God's goodness. Uh, we've remembered who he is, who we are. Uh, we've prayed together. And so from this place of love, I want us to have a time of um, reflecting on and asking God to speak to us. If we are loved in this way, then how should we labor? Because we do have work to do. We, we, there's a harvest that gets withheld here. Um, so how does he want us to labor today? We're not promised anything beyond today. So. Uh, we all woke up today. What does he want us to do today with our lives, with our time, with our energy? Um, and we know from texts like this, he wants us to seek the good of those who are around us. And I think part of what I want us to reflect on is today and even this week that we're starting tomorrow. Um, the pilgrim here, he's seeking the good of the place that he's at, right? He's entered these gates He says, this is where my feet are planted, and because I'm loved, I will labor for these people. I will seek the good of of these people who are are also in these gates. So I want us to take some moments here in prayer and reflect on what are the gates that that we're going to be entering today and like this week? Where are your feet going to be planted? Um, Who are the people who will be around you when you're within those gates? And I want, I want you to ask God to bring, like, names, faces. Maybe you don't know the name. Bring a face. Um, maybe it's a people group. Maybe you know when I'm in this place, um, it's a lot of these kinds of people. Like, th- this is who tends to be around me. Um, so names, faces. And then I want us to ask w- when God has spoken those names and faces to us in this space and told us, and pointed out, these are the gates that you're going to be in that where I want you to focus. I want us to ask God, I'm, I believe that you are at work already in these places and in these lives. How do you want me to join you? Because we can come up with a lot of great ideas, and they're good, and they're loving, 
and people will probably feel loved and served. Um, but as a people, we need, uh, as God's people, we, we need an increase of dependency on God, not just brilliant ideas and strategies. And so part of, part of learning to pray is learning to listen to the king. Um, he's the one on the throne. And so we want to listen to him and, and do what he's calling us to do. So uh, let's, I'm going to give us a few minutes here, and I want us to um, bow our heads and, and reflect on those questions.
already. That was um, that was five minutes of listening. Uh, for some of us, that probably felt pretty short, and for some of us, that probably felt pretty long. Um, but if if we're going to be God's people on mission, like He called us to be part of His kingdom, um, that means trusting that we are these pilgrims, like Emily shared. Uh, we've been given a new home, a, a new spiritual family. Like we are at home, we are at rest. We, that, th- that's where we find our rest. Um, and it is an upside down kingdom. Like we said, it's it's weird, but it's somehow it makes sense. But it's from this place of like deep rest that we we work, we labor. And um, I want you to whatever you heard, wh- whatever God spoke to you, I want you to hold on to that. Um, if He gave you a place. He said, these are the gates you're going to be in this week. Um, if he gave you a face or a name, um, I want you to, now we need to obey. We've heard from God. Now we need to obey. And so um, I want you to, like, formulate um, if that's something that you can do today. Like, I encourage you, like, do it today. Don't wait. Um, if it's something that might require more planning or preparation or someone that you're not going to see till later, then um, tell somebody today, this is what I heard, and this is what I'm sensing, and, and how I want to obey God. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited for us as a church. Like, I, um, I sense this growing um, just maturation as God's people, that we are growing on mission, and that's exciting because it's exactly who he made us to be. It's like the the last thing he said to the um, disciples is like, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Um, that's It's the same call for us in our rest. So hold on to that, and I encourage you, keep uh, listening to God. He's the king. He has a plan. He's sovereign. He knows what he's doing, and we're joining him in his work. And so that's a great privilege that we have. Uh, let me pray for us, and then we can move on with our worship service. Father, thank you that um, you are the king, you are on the throne, you sit in perfect judgment, Um, you have built the perfect city, the new Jerusalem, Um, you've prepared a home for us, you have made us your people, you've made us your sons and daughters, Um, and then you also do this incredible thing where you call us to participate, you call us to be part of this kingdom, um, to experience the joy and the just the deep peace and satisfaction and contentment of being in your will. Um, You would even speak to us. You would even communicate with us and tell us and share your will with us and and what it is that you have for for our lives specifically. So thank you that we are greatly loved. And um, I pray that from this place of being greatly loved, that we would be a people who labor and seek the good of others. In your name we pray, amen.